Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. And good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on another exciting broadcast day here in Western Oregon. Actually, in America. This is Political Coffee, and I, of course, am your benevolent radio talk show host, benevolent dictator. Radio talk show host. Yes, because during, uh, well, the first four days of the week, I demand that you stick to the topics I want to talk about. The reason is, is because sometimes you guys come up with some angles about these political issues of the day that really do impact our lives. You come up with angles that I don't think of. And I like that. I think that's pretty cool. And you know how easy it is for you to do that? You just pick up the phone. You call the Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Like the one I got from Dwight. You know, the Utah guy that the FBI raided, an elderly guy, he'd made threats to Biden. Bad idea. And they shot him. Or he shot at them, or that's the story. Now, can you believe anything you hear these days from the FBI? You know, I... I used to hold them in the highest of regard. I don't anymore. Maybe the the agents at the local level are good to go. Some of the field offices, but boy, those in D.C. are as corrupt as corrupt can be. If anything we've learned out of the 2020 election in Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, and Chris Ray continuing to lie under oath, The Federalist has a story here about how an unredacted FBI memo contradicts Christopher Wray's claim, under oath, folks, that only a single field office targeted traditional Catholics. This man needs to be impeached. But don't expect Kevin McCarthy to go in that direction, or the other moderates, the rhinos. By the way, a friend of mine who's an activist sent me something yesterday I thought was very interesting. Chip Roy is a, is a conservative member of the U.S. House of Representatives from Texas. Very conservative. Uh, and he uh, responded to a tweet by Bo Snerdley, or whoever is proposing to be Bo Snerdly. If you remember, Bo Snerdly was Rush Limbaugh's call screener forever. Black guy, very conservative. Went by the name. His name is James something in, in real life. But, you know, Limbaugh called him Bo Snerdly. Anyway, talking about how the House moderates, their patience with conservatives' demands, running really thin. Oh, Yeah. First off, who cares about 
rhinos in the or the the U.S. House of Representatives, the moderates, about their patients wearing thin. Here's what Bo Snerdly wrote that Chip Roy responded to. House GOP moderates patients with conservative demands wearing thin. Now, this is based on a story in The Hill. Okay? So Chip Roy goes, which demand? That we actually cut spending? Debt up to $1.6 trillion is up $1.6 trillion since the so-called debt deal. He writes. That we end sex and fentanyl trafficking? That we force Department of Defense to do its job rather than social engineer? That we make DOG fight crime, not target parents or chase political witch hunts? Now, despite what Doug says, and Doug's one of our great listeners, and I appreciate his passion, but his solution to his constant picking at me that elections matter in America, his solution is more elections, people waking up. What does that mean? People wake up and vote? Or people wake up and begin an armed revolution? Which is it? I choose people waking up and voting. I choose the process that we have that is not too late to preserve our constitutional republic, because that's what it is, folks. We're not a democracy. Democracy is mob rules. And that has always ended in disaster, in revolution. But a constitutional republic is where the rights of the minority are protected from the tyranny of the majority. That's a good thing. Now, what do you think, in any way, I I went down a little bit of a rabbit trail there, but I I think it's important to, and I'll have this on the show plan today on kslm.news, where, by the way, you can listen to this show as a podcast later, spread that around to your friends and neighbors. You ought to listen to Political Coffee. It's only one hour, and you can listen to it anytime you want. Off the kslm.news website. Just go to Local Podcasts, click on Political Coffee, and there are the, in, scroll down, and there are the individual shows. And you can click on that, and you will see, you can listen to the entire downloadable broadcast. Like yesterday in my interview with Mark Thielman about the incredible the, or, the state of Oregon agreeing, the Department of Justice, agreeing to an expedited hearing of his federal lawsuit. Why? Because they want to get it off the table. Why? Because it is a question that the judge in dismissing the lawsuit never answered. And that is the same basis of the U.S. Supreme Court ruling. The U.S. Supreme Court ruling on Brown versus Board of Education in 1956. Black students still felt disenfranchised. Thielman is right. We, half of America, folks, half of America, poll after poll, feels disenfranchised. We don't trust the voting system. We think the elections are rigged. Half. This judge dismissed all of it for lack of standing. Really. 
that's been appealed to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. State of Oregon agreed. Now, that's incredibly unusual. You know why? Because they do not want this case to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. Yet Mark Thielman is exactly what he wants to happen. He wants it to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. It's going to be awfully hard for the U.S. Supreme Court to take the same argument they used in 1954 and say it doesn't apply today in how people feel about elections in America. Anyway, another thing, by the way, folks, uh, the two vanity candidates, as <laughs> Steve Bannon calls them on the war room, uh, one of them is Ron DeSantis. Yes, I'm going to be, I'm not going to call him Ron DeSanctimonious, as President Trump did yesterday in the Newsmax interview. No, it's Ron DeSantis. He's a governor. He's done great work as governor of Florida. And I got to give him every credit for that. Proud of him for doing some of the things that he's done. Shouldn't be running for president. But anyway, he's going to be debating the guy who wants to take Joe Biden's place. Another governor. The governor of the disaster that is known as California. California, as Arnold would say. They're going to be debating on Sean Hannity's show. This is the future. Now, this is the Murdochs, the foreign investors that own Fox News and the Wall Street Journal. This is who they are. So here's what I want to ask you. Do you think it would be smart if Trump decided to do, I mean, talking about instead of participating in a debate, in the RNC debate, done by Fox News, put on by Fox News, instead of participating, because the, the story that came out of the Newsmax interview last night was that he was not going to sign the loyalty pledge to support whoever the Republican is that's the nominee. Like he held up his hand in that very first Republican debate in, debate in 2016, which I thought it was a disaster. I thought he was done and over with. I was wrong. Trump said, I can't support some of those people. And he's right. Why would he take the loyalty pledge? Well, apparently the RNC is saying, well, everybody's got to take the loyalty pledge if you're if we're you're going to be part of our debate. Trump says, I'm not going to do it. But he's going to let us know next week if he's really going to participate. Now, here's what came out and Trump tweeted about this. Instead of going to the RNC debate, Trump is interested in doing a one-on-one -on -one interview live with Tucker Carlson at the same time. The Keebler Elves, Republican lesser candidates that, as Steve Bannon refers to them, are debating on Fox News with the RNC. What do you think? Do you think that's a great idea? I think it is. In Oregon News, the Senate Republicans say they're going to challenge the Secretary of State's ruling on Measure 113, they put out a press release. It, it is dutifully reported in the Northwest Observer. Tina, Governor Tina, unveils a task force to bolster battered downtown Portland. What to do about nothing? Ain't nothing in downtown Portland. 
because she ain't going to make it happen. She could. She used the bully pulpit. She ain't going to do it, folks. Now, in another movement, and I'm telling you, folks, she's, this is all window dressing. It's all smoke and mirrors. They're not going to do anything because it's not hers to do, folks. It is the city council of Portland's decisions to make about Portland. But letting the Portland Police Bureau actually do their job at embracing a recall for the challenger to the George Soros-funded woke prosecutor known as Mike Schmidt, who won't prosecute the people who are destroying downtown Portland or the city leaders. It's up to Ted Wheeler and the city council to decide what to do with homelessness. Because the city fathers have had it, because the value of their downtown properties are deteriorating rapidly. And folks, this is happening all across America. I mean, all across America, it's happening. In fact, it is the next is one of the reasons that 10 regional banks were downgraded. In again, in terms of the value of what those banks are by the stock rating or the bond rating companies. Why? Because they hold all of this, the loans, these downtown properties that are all across America because of woke city councils and mayors are letting them be destroyed. Governor Tina has done something else. And I'm telling you, this is powerful. I'll get to it on the other side of the break at 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. In fact, Ronnie's uh, waiting, and we'll get to him in just a moment. I want to thank again one of our new sponsors is PacWest Lobby Group. If you go to their website, which is pwlobby.com, that stands for PacWest, pwlobby.com, it says they're Northwest Premier Influencers, the Northwest Premier Influencers. Now, they've been around a long time, started by an old friend of mine, uh, and sometimes political opponent, Republican former Republican state senator Paul Phillips he used to come and duck hunt and goose hunt on uh, some of our family farm. Yes, a guy who likes guns and likes to hunt. Imagine that. Anyway, uh, they if you have a problem with government, they can help you with it. Doesn't matter if it's city government. County government, state, or federal government. They can lobby on your behalf because they have relationships with legislators or decision makers at all these levels. And sometimes some of your issues are so profound that it's worth your money to hire them to represent you because they have relationships. Because life's about relationships, folks. Now, in coming days, we're going to detail some of the ways that they're working 
behind the scenes that benefit you in your belief in our constitutional republic, in life, liberty, in the pursuit of happiness, in liberty. I'll share that with you as we go along. Plus, who knows what else? Maybe poking a little fun with former Democrat state senator, former colleague of mine in the Oregon legislature, Rick Metzger. Funny guy, former NBC affiliate sports broadcaster out of Portland. Uh, with lots of stories to tell about him and the other group. But anyway, go to their website, pwlobby.com, pwlobby.com. Let's go to uh, Ronnie, who's on the line. Ronnie, good morning, brother. Well, my friends, I got several things. One, you know, I thought we split out public hearing any time they split to spend another $90 million without anybody saying nothing in the Christmas tree bill on the yeah, Marble you know, Nuthouse. I mean, are they trying to build a pit to Hades? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the <laughs> right, second so Ron, thing, what Ronnie's referring to is what we what we spoke about yesterday just briefly. And, in fact, state employees and others that listen to the show have been sending me the story about how the state quietly spent 90 – went over budget on the capital rebuild by $90 million. Didn't hold a hearing on it. Didn't bother to tell anybody about it. That's how Democrats do it. They buried it in the Christmas tree bill. Ronnie, go ahead. I think that's where Senator Knope and Vicki Reeves-Iris in the minority House and Senate and House leaders, if they had any bullocks, they would sue on that because they're spending my money that they uh, they think it's just a Christmas tree fund. Everybody can have a taste and the taxpayer is a loser. Second thing we need to talk about, uh, we you know, school choice initiatives. I know in my county we had uh, probably over a thousand signatures, near a thousand signatures in the last two events we had since Independence Day. I just feel bad for those that uh, signed the uh, constitutional carry because if they would sign around Memorial Day or for Independence Day, anything before the twenty first, those signatures don't count. And that makes me hot, very hot, like grits. And at the same time, I understand we move forward, but I'm going. I believe that uh, there are people trying to undermine our school choice by bringing up UNESCO propaganda. I want to hit that because it was blasted across some certain page I associate with, like I can't mention. But at the same time, uh, if I want the history of where we're at. All you got to do is listen to the Fabian Socialists of the 1880s, 1890s, Woodrow Wilson, Thomas Dewey, who claimed to beat old Harry Truman. And then you look yep. at the 47 decision of the Church of State, which was misnamed because that was based on the Danbury Papers in Connecticut by Thomas Jefferson. And it was not saying, and he was more churchy than anything that we got going on today. And the last thing I will say is, people, y'all sit silent. You don't want to participate? You want to be like California and Washington, which is even worse? Stay silent. Don't get participatory. Don't take, start taking back the seven mountains. You pastors out there in the churches, you need to get off your rump because you cannot serve two masters. You either serve Jesus, liberty, or you, uh, you lose your flock. If you're serving the entry and you're not going to care about our kids, not care about our jobs, the three mountains in this state should be education, family values, and social services. 
And if you're not going to stand, unless you want to be on the sidelines, you get grifted by $7.5 million, like the Oregon Food Bank, who claims that they're doing it, but I see more people breaking dollars. And if you look at a budget, finally, 30 years being in this state, uh, you had $5,800 a kid, you was number eight in the country. You're at $21,000 for this next biennium budget, plus extra. We're 48th to 50th. You know what the combination is, my brother? Is this. We do not, we got more, five times more federal money compared to less than 20% of your all funds budget was federal 30 years ago. Now, then you know, they can always come with strings attached. It's time to cut the strings. If the retirement system don't want to do, it's time to get rid of them. Tired of the grifting, tired of deceiving, tired of this utopian talking about green power. It costs more money because every time we mess with green power, the company bellies up. Didn't Solyndra belly up in, uh, under Obama administration by 2010? <laughs> Think about the $1.6 million trains that they bought up there in Portland. That's a nightmare. May God bless you guys. Yes, thank you, Ronnie. Stand up and hold up. Thank you, brother. Your um, topics today. That's Ronnie's points on some of the things we talked about. Let's try to stick to what I'm talking about. That's what this show is. Back in a moment, folks. It's 6.30. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-three minutes till the top of the hour. Five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty. Yes, is that power of Buick GMC talk line? Five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty. Emails to Jeff at twelve twenty dot am or Jeff at kslm dot news. And I'll read the one from Corby who agrees with Doug. Okay, we'll get into that in a moment. Do you know they're forecasting? mid 90s days here soon i think starting about sunday we're supposed to be in the mid 90s folks don't be miserable i mean seriously don't be miserable if your air conditioning system just is not keeping you cool doesn't matter whether it's in home or in business call freedom heating and air and what they'll do and what they specialize one of the things they specialize in is emergency services. They'll come out to your home or your business right away and they'll fix it. So give them a buzz. 503-580-1456. 580-1456. Don't suffer in the heat that's coming, seriously, because it is. Call Freedom Heating and Air. Check out their website, too. Freedom Heating and Air. It's all one word. Freedomheatingandair.net. .net. Does anybody know, by the way, I can't find it anywhere. At, at, I mean, I know it's 6.38 in the morning, but this is the day after turn-in day for the signatures to let us vote or let you vote, because I can't, because I don't live in the city of Salem, but those of you who do, to let you vote on Salem's new city income tax. 
Does anybody know how many signatures were turned in total? I don't see it anywhere in the Statesman Journal. Now, I don't, ex- I mean, this is a Gannett leftist news rag, is all the Statesman Journal has become. I do see that their top headlines are Dallas man gets over 16 years in prison for sodomy. Grand Ron hunting fishing agreement with the state could prompt a lawsuit. TikTokers pay vet bills for animal sanctuary after a rare medical crisis. They do mention that the Oregon Capital construction quietly edged 90 million over budget. And their lead story is drive-through only Chick-fil-A coming to Woodburn. Does anybody know? Seriously, does anybody know? If or how many signatures? In fact, I, I texted Nick Hill from Marion and Polk first. Does anybody know? How many signatures were turned in for the opportunity to re- to vote to repeal the Salem income tax? Hmm? Does anybody know? I'm looking at Marion Polk first. And they don't have it on their website. So I guess we'll wait to hear from someone or somebody who might actually care would let us know. If you can find it, let me know. You're better at finding stuff than I am because I don't see it anywhere. Corby's email. About Doug. Corby says the constant... No, let me let me start at the beginning because I'm not starting at the beginning. Good morning, Jeff. With all due respect, I think Doug is right on. As I have said before, the country has been overthrown. We're living in an occupied piece of land. Do you believe with that, by the way? Do you believe that? I don't. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, Art says, Jeff, you shouldn't be surprised that the statesman is always a day late and a dollar short. No, I guess I shouldn't be, but they are. Um, anyway, saying, Doug, or uh, Corby continues, saying that elections matter is like driving a Pinto station wagon down the road and trying to convince yourself and others you're driving a Ferrari. So let's stop there for a second. Elections do matter matter to your pocketbook, Corby, if you're in the city of Salem and you work because of elections or because of who got elected to the Salem City Council and its mayor. Because of that, you now have the great opportunity, Corby, if you, and I don't know if you do, friend, but you have now have the great opportunity, as do many of the state workers who work for the state of Oregon, who shall never be named, who listen to the show, You all have the opportunity because of elections to let government forcibly extract from your wallet, your bank account, in essence, $506 a year, unless we've turned in enough signatures and we vote to convince people that what Salem is, Salem's still wasting their money and they don't need the money. They don't need to take it from us. 
in a time period of high inflation. Elections matter, Corby, because of that very thing. Or the woke agenda that's being rammed down these kids' throats in the Salem-Kaiser School District. Or all across the state of Oregon. Or the Democrats putting forward a bill that costs you your parental rights. That says 10-year-olds can have an abortion without parental consent. Or knowledge. And your insurance company's got to pay for it. And the insurance company can't let the parents know. Oh, and the criminal that impregnated your minor daughter or your neighbor's minor daughter. That criminal gets to be protected by the law instead of a measure 11 crime where they ought to go to jail. Could be a pedophile, could be whatever. Elections matter. They do. You don't think so, but they do. And each of these issues hits us right here now today. Elections matter. They really do. It ain't like driving a Pinto station wagon down the road and trying to convince yourself it's a Ferrari. It's real world. It matters. It's the rubber meeting the road and it hits you every day. It hits you, Corby and others, when you go get a building permit at the county or the city. Elections matter. With the brainwashing of your kids or your grandkids or your neighbor's kids in the public school system by the Oregon Department of Education and by the woke school board, the Salem-Kaiser School District, elections matter. When it stands up, the people. He continues, says, our political system, judicial, military, medical is non-existent except in the people's minds that do not want to admit or understand the truth. What's the solution, you ask? Biblically, we are supposed to withdraw our consent, but I see people are still buying into the lies. Really, does the Bible tell us not to participate in government? Where does it say that? Because I will point to you a ton of scripture where it says to participate in government. Why? Because God designed government. Because the government we have in America today is straight out of the Bible. And because it says in prophesying Christ, the government shall be on his shoulders. That doesn't sound like government withdrawing to me. Biblically, we as Christians should withdraw. You, you continue, Corby. The Constitution says we're to replace government when it gets way past the point that it is. That's right. It does, as a matter of fact. He continues, reality is the masses are not hurting enough yet to even talk about how to go about it. I have to agree with you on that point. Where do we get to that point? And that's the point of me doing this radio show, folks. And I mean this sincerely. He continues saying, hold on tight and prepare. Kudos for trying to operate as if we have the old system, but that is long gone in the eyes of those in charge. We, the people, are supposed to be in charge, but if we don't admit it's broke, we can't fix it. You're right. We have to admit it's broke. That's what we've been trying to do. That's what the political coffee clatch is about, where we come together and we hear people like Mark Thielman trying to educate people that the system's broke. All of these woke leftist DAs going after Trump, the federal prosecutor 
going after Trump like a banana republic would. That's us trying to wake people up to that it's broke. So how do we fix it then? If we finally wake enough people up because we maybe have politicians, rhinos, who are not sold out like Tim Canope and Vicky Brees Iverson, who don't sell us out, who will stand up and tell people why they're walking out and shutting down the legislature because you're losing your parental rights. Because you as a parent aren't going to know when your 10-year-old daughter gets impregnated by some criminal and gets away with it, destroys the evidence, and nobody tells you about it. We need to wake people up, and that's one of the ways you do it. And you need Republican leaders or conservatives willing to stand up and do that. So then how do we fix that once we wake enough people up? Do we take to the streets with guns? Or do we use elections? I'll choose elections any day. Back in a moment, 640. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. If you're looking for a contractor that you truly can trust, have found it. You talk to Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. Check out his website, RighteousRenovations.com. Eric's going to be working on my new home. And in the time that I've been chatting with him about all of the options and how we can do this and do that, especially the interior trim work and that kind of stuff that he specializes in, you know, he he gives you just the straight scoop on materials, on what lasts, what doesn't last, what he would do if it were his home some of the projects that he's worked on. That's kind of rare. He's very open with you, shows you exactly if he's using a sub to do a particular thing in your home and he's general contracting something for you, maybe like a renovation of your kitchen or your bathroom. Well, he is very open about all of that. That's extremely unusual. That ought to give you confidence that he's a man of honor and integrity. He's a man of faith. He lives it in how he works with you. Check out his website, RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. Fred writes me an email. Fred Finster, who is the guy who instigated our Telegram page for the Political Coffee Clatch, wanted me to remind you about Mike Lindell's election summit. It's coming up next week, folks. The 16th and the 17th. You can watch it online and it starts and it runs 12 hours is the free online watch. Starts at as soon as I get off the air. Okay, 9 a.m. Central Time, which is 7 our time, to 9 p.m. Central Time. Just go to lindellevent.com. You can get signed up, you get a free gift from Mike. It's all free. LindellEvent.com. This is where he's going to reveal the plan. 
about how to secure America's elections, something that's never been tried before. As he says, don't know what that plan is. So far, he's been able to keep it under wraps. We'll see. LindellEvent.com. Now, Corby continues, says, I apologize if I missed the news. Hmm, that's interesting. That's okay, Jim. I, we're, we're not dead. We don't have dead air. We're, we're alive. Anyway, he says, I apologize if I missed the news that we're going back to the voting precinct to vote and getting rid of mail-in voting and the machines that are online for the world to see and manipulate. Yeah, we haven't done that yet in Oregon, although we could in certain counties. Now, how would that happen? How would, it, how would we do that in Marion County? We, the people, stand up and demand it happen. He continues, we're supposed to replace government when it turns against God, not to continue to follow it into the depths of hell. That's correct. We are supposed to replace it. How do we do that? Do you do it at the ballot box? Or do you do it at the barrel of a gun? You guys need to tell me. You and Doug. In fact, Doug's got an email. Says, the uniparty elections, the middle-of-the-road policy is not an economic system that can last. You're right about that, Doug. It is a method for the realization of socialism by installments. We spend billions of dollars on solar farms, and now they want to spend billions of dollars to block out the sun to solve global warming. The measure of our success is how many minds come to realize the depth that they themselves are aiding and abetting for corruption and collusion that goes on in D.C. and withdrawal consent. Every election is an advanced auction sale of stolen goods. Every good man is ashamed of the government they live under. Every election is an auction sale of stolen goods. Again, Doug, how do you fix that? Yes, we have uniparty elections. It's not a good thing. How do we fix that? How do you not elect somebody who will join the uniparty as quote-unquote a conservative or a Republican? How do you not, how do you stop the Vicki Brees Iversons from selling us out? And all of the other 16 Republicans, 14 or however many that stayed, and provide a quorum. How do you stop the Tim Canopes? How do you do that? You unelect them in a primary. How do you do that? You do what we do on this radio show every day. And does it give you stories and ammunition about how to influence persuasively people in your world that are persuadable? That's how you replace the uniparty rhinos. That's how you do it, folks. Because what's the alternative? Well, the alternative is chaos. The alternative is if you withdraw, as Corby is suggesting, or as Doug is suggesting, if you withdraw as people of faith, guess who's going to fill that void? People who will put in place every evil policy that you now don't like, it's going to go to steroids. It'll get even far worse. That's what happens when you withdraw. That is not what God commanded us to do to withdraw. I'm sorry. It is not. Quite the opposite. 
Your understanding of scripture is very different than mine. But I also know the understanding of human nature. Every man, woman, and child longs to be free. You become educated. Take stories like the following stories about what happened in Michigan with the state police report given to the FBI that they buried about guns, burner phones, and fake registrations, the GBI strategies director who had 70 organizations operating in 20 states in 2020, how the guy, according to the report by the Michigan State Police, was tied into the Joe Biden campaign. You take stories like that and you say to people who are persuadable, guess what? There is proof. How about the Michigan State Police report given to the FBI that we now have? about voter fraud in Michigan. It's not real. There's no evidence of it, really. The state police said there was. The Michigan Secretary of State said there was. This is how you educate people one by one. Which is the whole reason we do everything on this show. Was the whole reason we have the political coffee clutch. Why we bring on speakers like Mark Thielman like Dennis Linthicum, who stand up for liberty and what's right, morally and ethically. Now, there are some issues we can use to influence those persuadable people. One of the headlines today, and we're not going to have time to talk about because we're almost at the end of the show, but I'm telling you, one of the headlines we have is from the fish wrap. Governor Tina Kotex yank five commutations of Kate Brown asked law enforcement to tell her of other cases that she now why would she be doing that? revoking Kate Brown's commutations why why would you do that is it just because she's the most unpopular in America no it's deeper than that we'll get into it tomorrow folks and it is an opportunity for you to you change the world Tomorrow, Freedom Friday.